0: It is another unexpected and unprecedented week in the world of golf. More tournaments have been canceled. The PGA Championship has been postponed. We are here to break down uh, the latest and greatest and and try and look in the crystal ball and and see what's ahead. Welcome to the Golf Central podcast, presented by TaylorMade and the all-new Sim Driver. The driver head was in need of a drastic change in order to provide more performance. So TaylorMade changed the shape altogether with their new Sim Driver, which allowed them to make it fast and forgiving. Where every golfer needs it, the downswing. The pros love the new shape, but the biggest reason TaylorMade changed the shape was to help make you into a better golfer. Check out TaylorMadeGolf.com for all information on the all-new Sim family. With that, I'm your host, Will Gray. Pleased to be joined by GolfChannel.com senior writer, Ryan Lavner. Uh, Lav, this is uh, strange and interesting times that we're living in, but uh, I guess the biggest headline uh, came down late Tuesday afternoon that we have another batch of four PGA Tour events canceled through the at and Byron Nelson in mid-May. The PGA Championship at TPC Harding Park has been postponed to a date TPD, and basically the entire golf calendar uh, remains in flux. So uh, where do we stand, and what's your takeaway? Well,
1: I don't think it was any surprise that the PGA Championship uh, got postponed. They're, now, they're hoping to play it in the summer, and we can certainly break that down here uh, in a little bit but that wasn't a surprise especially after the CDC came out and said that they're banning uh, gathering or they're they're recommending that that gatherings of 50 or more people are either postponed or canceled for for the next eight weeks and that time frame would have but right up against Monday of PGA Championship week uh, and so it just seems so unlikely that especially in the Bay Area which has kind of been one of the hotspots for the coronavirus there's already some rumors and speculation that, that the PGA of America was exploring some other uh, potential relocation options. It just seems so unlikely that, boy, on the, on the first day that the CDC's recommendation uh, kind of cuts off that, that we could start and have the first major championship of the year. So that it's not a surprise at all. And I think the, the big question now is, is whether it's going to be, as they said, safe and responsible uh, to host this major championship sometime in the summer.
0: It seems, you know, it was only a week ago that the speculation started with, hey, you know, maybe they're going to have to move the PGA. Maybe they're going to have it at TPC Sawgrass or have it somewhere else. That seems like it was 45 years ago right now. I mean, that's amazing to think about everything that has changed in the in the seven or eight days since that kind of uh, discussion first began. And that was the first real smoke signal that we might have some serious implications when it comes to the golf calendar with the ongoing coronavirus uh, epidemic which is now a, a pandemic but you mentioned you know trying to fit this in in the summer tpc harding park san francisco pretty mild weather you could theoretically have a lot of spots in the calendar once things get back to normal quote unquote that this you know when when we were talking about the masters last week it feels like it's got to either happen right now or it's got to shift potentially to the fall there those restrictions aren't necessarily in place if we're talking about having a pga in san francisco
1: no and i think what's actually been kind of heartwarming through all this is is that you know all these all these governing bodies all these organizations in golf are actually coming together to try and salvage something of this 2020 golf season and so the pga the five families they're they're sticking together yeah, exactly like the, the pga of america is working with the pga tour to try and find it i think they're probably going to have if I, I think right now the the big question mark is what's going to happen with the olympics right now in it just seems so unlikely that I know the IOC is, is saying that all systems go and we're, they're preparing and proceeding as normal. Um, that seems like that's probably the next shoe to drop is just postponing that to 2021. If that's the case, that potentially opens up some windows in late July, early August that you could have this PGA championship. However, it, I mean, look, we're, we're both not doctors here. We both don't work for the CDC or the world health organization. Um, it still seems unlikely that they would be able to have fans at, the major, at a major championship this summer. And if that's the case, I think the organization needs to weigh whether that's something they even want to get involved. But I think, you know, if, if, even if the Olympics are played, I think that late July, early August window is probably the best bet for PJ Championship. I don't, see, I don't foresee any other uh, time frame in which you could have it. Well, you mentioned the, the Olympic
0: golf, which I believe was slated to start July 30th, kind of looking at July 30th to August 2nd was that that potential week in Tokyo. And I think one of the big implications with the Olympics is how much the qualification is now impacted. Like, could you have an Olympics in Tokyo at the end of July, potentially, but, but the entire deal with the Olympics is you have months and months of run-up of qualifying and deciding who gets to be in these teams and in the, uh, and in the Olympics. And, uh, so that's certainly going to be a factor, and that's also a factor of what we've seen with the USGA, who also, you know, the, the U.S. Open, the U.S. Women's Open are still on the calendar for early and mid-June, but now we've seen uh, local qualifying for the men has been canceled. The entire qualifying, one stage of qualifying for the women has been canceled. Sectionals are still theoretically on the on the table. They say they're going to try and reconfigure how qualifying would look to potentially get a field into Wingfoot. In the middle of june but you also have to look at the geography that right now you have new rochelle new york which is a a hot spot with a quarantine zone around it you know patrolled by the national guard that is literally adjacent to Wingfoot golf club and that, that is not good um and so I, I you know you mentioned the olympics could be the next domino in the in the series but i do plus, think plus that the u.s open is now on deck
1: yeah and plus there's a travel ban to the united kingdom and in all of Europe, so obviously the, the Open Championship is potentially jeopardized as well. So I mean, yes, it's the the major calendars is certainly in flux here. Uh, if you're if you're ranking them in terms of likelihood, I think the Masters is the most likely to be played this year. I'm still not I'm still not convinced it'll actually happen, but I think a Masters in October at least you could see that as being a feasible option um, for the PGA Championship. I probably put that second just because they seem to be angling. Um, for a spot right now, and, and look, we may we may tape another podcast in two or three weeks, and the landscape has has shifted dramatically. Hope we're you know fingers crossed that it's that it's going to change for the better. Um, I'm not so sure if that's going to be the case, but the PGA Championship to me seems like the the second most likely option. And boy, it, it's certainly looking like a lost year for the the U.S. Open and and the Open Championship, just because there aren't as many windows. Uh, to, to play those championships other than the summer months.
0: Well, you mentioned that and you think about the flexibility that the PGA Championship has with these summer months and, and the Open especially is really restricted. Once you get into the fall, you think about the southeast coast of England. It's better than being up at Turnberry, but you really don't have a lot of uh, geographic or, or flexibility within the calendar.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And, I, you know, another piece of the, the puzzle, it was kind of tamped down by uh, the PGA of America on Tuesday night was the report from our good friend uh, Jamie Corrigan yep. uh, with The Telegraph reporting that the Ryder Cup, which is slated for September 25th to 27th, is set to be postponed until 2021 because of the coronavirus uh, pandemic. To me, that seemed a little bit premature. And the PGA came out and said that that speculation um, is inaccurate. They are going to have to make a decision here in the next – month or two, probably just because it is such an undertaking to get all of the infrastructure in place. But I'm, I'm curious your thoughts on that, just because the, you, you mentioned the qualifying for the Olympics, you mentioned the qualifying for um, the Open championships, both the U.S. Open and the British. And, you know, you're, you're going to run into the same issues with Ryder Cup qualifying if you're missing a huge chunk of these seasons on both the U.S. and the European side.
0: Yeah, I definitely think that that's going to be the case that, you know, is the Ryder Cup postponed right now probably not, but are they thinking about it? I mean, they have to be Absolutely. because as you mentioned yeah. that you might not have enough runway to get these qualifications in, you don't want to necessarily try and shoehorn it into the calendar if there's already going to be a lot of big events in and around it. And you think about it if the Ryder Cup moves a year, as we've, you know, there's precedent here with the attacks of 9/11 it bumped from 2001 to 2002. The teams were frozen in terms of qualifying Now we were later in the qualification process than we are right now, but still, you know, just like with the Olympics, if the Olympics get postponed, that could open up a, a window or a week. And if, if the Ryder cup is postponed, that could also open up another week at the end of September where you could potentially, if not have a major, then have another, another big event. Certainly they're going to be able to, or they're going to be trying to use as many weeks as they can, you know, once this thing gets back up and running through the end of the year, to try and get as much golf in as possible.
1: And look, we were, we were both at Hazeltine and, in 2016 I mean the crowds are absolutely massive they're not going to be practicing social distancing that week this thing needs to be completely wiped off they have to have absolutely zero concerns whatsoever and they need to be able to make that call a couple of months in advance I think that's the potential issue I wouldn't be totally surprised um, if it is eventually postponed until 2021 but I don't I think we're still a month or two away uh, from making that determination
0: yeah, I, t- I tend to agree. There's a lot of moving parts. Obviously, the 2021 was supposed to be a Presidents' Cup year. That's already locked in at Quail Hollow. There are preparations involved with all that stuff. But uh, but these are certainly unprecedented times. Now, you mentioned your confidence in the Masters. You feel like the Masters is the most likely to occur of all the four majors right now. And and I know you and I have both been doing some some internet hotel sleuthing in our work from home time. And it seems that there is, is a little bit of uh, extra demand in the Augusta, Georgia hotel industry for a couple of weeks in October that suddenly, you know, rooms that would normally go for a hundred bucks a night are, are either sold out or going for eight eighty or something like that. Uh, I don't know if that's just people with too much free time like us trying to speculate or, or read into things, but there's, there's at least a movement to kind of, you know, chalk off those first two weeks
1: in October as potential masters 2020 dates. Yeah. Aren't you glad that I sent you that uh, text message yesterday to, to go ahead <laughs> and, and look at some hotel rooms in the Augusta area. And, and look, we'd, we've we're, we're tentatively booked uh for the second week of october a f- nice fair field, about two miles from the, the front gates that Augusta. got a sponsor of
0: the show by the way
1: yeah exactly and so um look i think there's a couple reasons why that date in particular would work you know first and foremost the the club is closed from mid-may through the end of september um you know the summer heat is is too oppressive the the grass turns brown and the you know that's the time that the the club makes some uh, course maintenance uh, changes, and so look, it's going to be it'd be overseeded with rye grass that time of year. It would absolutely pop on television. Uh, it would play most similarly to what we would see um, the second week of April. It's not going to be perfect. It's not going to be exact, but it would certainly be uh, the best option. I've seen you know maybe November December. To me, that to me that's too late, and you you get a little dodgy with the weather and the the course. Um, wouldn't present the same uh, to players and certainly not on television. They're and you know augusta national is is as interested in the spectacle as it is um, for the tournament itself. and so that made sense first and foremost. and second of all, you know a lot of the speculation came from uh, local media outlets reporting that Augusta National and club officials had reached out to to local uh, school districts to to see about extending the the fall break. that's that's when it is. For, for students and, and faculty. And so, you know, a lot of those parents, a lot of the um, teachers, they, they rent out their, their houses during master's week. It's, it's, a, it's a huge business, uh, certainly local business and area businesses there uh, depend on that to, to get by for the year. And so they're trying to accommodate uh, the local residents as, as much as possible. And so if it is going to happen, uh, I've kind of circled that second or third week in October. And we're going to be well positioned uh, because we have a, a free cancellation policy until one or two days before uh, the start of that week. Yeah,
0: You're just out, out of thing in the world here. Uh, I will say the other kernel of information is Marina Alex LPJ player posted a, a tweet that her, her hotel room for around that time in Augusta was canceled. And she said to the hotel, listen, I didn't cancel. You canceled me seemingly thinking that they're trying to get a, a, a better rate, but we shall see. I'll defer to you as the, as the resident Georgia bulldog on, when is good and when is not good to, uh, to play up there. But I will say it is, you know, just to show how serious of a, of a situation we're in that Augusta National itself did decide to close or is in the process of closing this week. So they are one of many golf courses across the country that are, that are shuttering their doors as the epidemic and pandemic uh, continues. Uh, all right, I want to turn quickly to one non-scheduling note or not a 2020 scheduling note, and that's the Premier Golf League, which while there is no PJ Tour uh, event, that, that that seemingly got a bit of a of a uh, not a death knell but but a big shot well, in terms of yeah in terms of Brooks Kepka and John Rahm both saying that they are out. They join Rory McIlroy, which means that now you've got the top three players in the world that seemingly are are pledging allegiance to the PGA Tour and saying they have no interest in the upstart PGL.
1: Yeah, and I thought the timing was a little bit curious. You know, I I think it's. I think it, it, it can be said quite fairly that that last week at the Players Championship wasn't Commissioner Jay Monahan's best week in terms of, of dealing with a crisis. And then, you know, on on Sunday, Brooks Kepka calls up the AP's Doug Ferguson and says, "I you know I want to talk. This is this is what I want to this is what I want to come out with. I'm I'm down with the PGL, all in support of Jay Monahan. I think he's done a great job. And then you had John Rom going to, to Eamon Lynch saying the same thing last week at the Players Championship. And then you had that kind of double whammy. Uh, With now the top three players in the world, it always seemed unlikely that Tiger was going to do it just because he was not going to commit to an 18 tournament schedule, even if they gave him some kind of legacy deal in which he would only have to play 10 or 12 times uh, based on considering the fact that Tiger is still recovering from another uh, back issue, even 10 to 12 times might be more than Tiger is looking to play uh, in a calendar year. To me, that should just about do it uh, for this proposed alternative league. And you had Jay Monahan making the rounds during the Florida swing, talking to players, talking up the new media rights deal, which is certainly going to put more money in their pockets, not just from, you know, Wyndham rewards, but also the, the FedEx Cup bonus is going to be absolutely massive. Regular season tournament purses are going to be enormous as well. So there's the PGA Tour has a lot going for it. And I think, you know, kind of putting some some elbows to, to throats over the past month uh, certainly paid dividends for, for Jay Monahan and company. The PJ Tour looks very strong going forward here for the next decade. I'm sure PGL or some other iteration will will pop up again, uh, but the PJ Tour is is well-positioned to, to ward off any potential challenge.
0: Yeah, it certainly seems like the PJ Tour drew the line in the sand, and, and a lot of the top players are, are responding accordingly, and, and that does bode well for the long-term future. Uh, of the tour. All right. uh, I want to turn back back attention to the schedule. As we said, the PGA Championship is postponed, but, but Jay Monahan and tour officials have canceled four more PGA Tour events that were scheduled to occur between the Masters and the PGA. Of those four, RBC Heritage, the Zurich, Wells Fargo, and the Nelson, which one are you going to miss the most?
1: Uh, it's not the Nelson, since that would gonna, it was going to be the final year at Trinity Forest anyway. That was my right.
0: vote because it was the final year at Trinity Forest. Trinity Forest got a bad rap. I would have liked to have seen one more year at Trinity Forest. Having been out there the first year, I've seen it. It's not as it looks better in person than it does on TV. But uh, I would have liked to at least get one more one more crack at it, potentially in better conditions.
1: Yeah, but it was going to be a terrible field anyway. I'm not I'm not too heartbroken. To me, to me, it's Quail Hollow. Absolutely love that golf course. It always draws a good field, and especially positioned where it was supposed to be in between the Masters and the PGA Championship. That was that seemed like it was going to be the big tune-up for, for the game stars to make sure that they're ready for the year's second major. To me that was a to me that was a really big blow. Uh, we had some potentially fun pairings at the Zurich Classic. I know I was interested in watching Matt Wolf and Colin Morikawa team up there at TPC Louisiana. Um, so that's going to be a little bit of a bummer as well. But to me to miss out on on Quill Hollow. Um, that's a that's a big blow on the schedule and i sadly I don't think we're gonna be stopping at, at these four cancellations as well
0: yeah it certainly looks that way Charles Schwab challenge at colonial is is next on deck uh, and quail hollow is one of those courses as we mentioned there are ripple effects here that course is supposed to host the President's Cup next year the, the Wells Fargo was supposed to go to a different course in 21 we'll have to see how all this shakes out uh, and then one more before we, we wrap things up here what are your thoughts on Mike Wan LPJ Commissioner coming up with, with this thought exercise of potentially doing a two-for-one tournament that he's obviously got a, a handful of tournaments that he has had to cancel or postpone. And he's talking about the potential to have a, a super event where you have two sponsors co-sponsoring the event. You juice the purse, double it up, and uh, and kind of try and make the best of, of a rough situation.
1: I absolutely love it. And I think Mike Wan has, has kind of come out as a, as a shining light in all of this darkness with with the strong, assertive leadership that that he has shown, these kind of innovative ideas. I know our Randy Mel with GolfChannel.com has has been talking to him this week and and kind of, um, you know, bouncing – Mike Wan's been bouncing some ideas off Randy and and they're kind of exploring some ideas. I think, you know, everyone is in this position where they're just trying to salvage what they can of the season. The LPGA has been absolutely decimated with some early season cancellations. The entire Asian swing – was wiped out uh, in late January and February. It just, it's it's unclear. You know, the year's first major was pushed back. It's just unclear what they're going to be able to salvage out of it. The only redeeming thing for the LPGA is that they, they do have a strong back end of the schedule. If they can get six months of quality golf being played and you have these kind of mega events, you're still going to be able to, to stockpile the majors, um, especially the a Inspiration. That inspiration. That can be played certainly later in the year. Um, I think Mike Wan, um, you know, he can, he can make the best of a of a terrible situation, and and to me, he's come out looking a lot better in this than than Jay Monahan, who is kind of backtracking every moment. Mike Wan stepped up and said, "I couldn't live with myself if we went ahead with these events." I thought that was really strong. Yeah, I think those words
0: resonated in the moment when you and I were at TPC Sawgrass, and they continue to resonate uh, nearly a week later. I will, uh, speak for, for the resident degenerates in the group. Uh, the cactus tour moon Valley tournament in Phoenix, Arizona is still going on. Anna Nordquist and Amy Olson are your co-favorites at 11 to two. If you're itching for some action, uh, you can still get down on on the cactus tour as the ladies continue to play at least that event. We'll see by the time we tape it, things could have changed, but, uh, Ryan, thanks. Thanks for joining me here as, as, uh, I will say, and I believe I speak for you. There's been a lot more for news and developments and information to come out of the last few days than maybe we expected, given the fact that we knew there was not going to be golf played, it seems like these developments are going to continue at least in the short term as, as more dominoes continue to fall and as this coronavirus situation
1: continues to escalate across the country. Yeah, we'd certainly like to have some some good news, but I, you know, it's it's safe to say that we're, we're looking at at least two months now uh, without golf, and, and hopefully the news and everyone can stay safe, everyone who's listening to this can stay safe, stay healthy and hopefully we'll we'll have golf to talk about uh sooner rather than later please uh thank your cat for joining us today on our uh
0: podcast via
1: social god the dog was not home
0: yes the dog's not home the cat was was at least silent in the corner but always good to have a friend around um all right ryan Ladder, thanks again for joining us we will continue to update you guys the listeners as things develop as breaking news occurs as the golf calendar for 2020 uh, continues to shift. So again, for golfchannel.com, senior writer Ryan Lavner. I'm your host, Will Gray. Thanks again for listening. We'll see you guys next time. At Delta, we know Mike NHC prefers reality TV to reality.